Hi, I'm Matt McMurray, driver of the number 90 Spirit of Daytona Racing Catalog DPI VR in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And you're listening to Speedway Sounds on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Let's go racing. car fanatics in Irvine, Orange County, California, the United States and around the world. It's time for the most famous words in motorsport. Here to give the command to start today's special show with Matt McMurray is his dad, American Le Mans Series driver from 2001 to 2013 and the winner of the 12 Hours of Sebring, Chris McMurray. Drivers and all anteaters, start your engines. <laughs> <laughs> This week on Speedway Sounds, UC Irvine aerospace engineering student and race car driver Matt McMurray has been kept out of the last two rounds of this year's IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship due to chassis damage on the number 90 Cadillac DPI VR incurred in the final hours of the 12 hours of Sebring. Fortunately, the Spirit of Daytona racing crew has been hard at work repairing the car and they're ready to return this weekend at the Chevrolet Sports Car Classic in Detroit, Michigan. In the meantime, he's been driving the student-built race car for Anteater Racing and is in, and has been in Europe for testing. He's here to talk all about it with me and our special guest KUCI donor today, Chris McMurray, his dad. All that and more this week on Speedway Sounds. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to Series 6, Episode 8 of Speedway Sounds on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm your host, Noah Stein, and thanks for tuning in to this special episode. Matt McMurray, welcome back to the show. Hey, Noah. Glad to be back. And now I'd like to bring in Chris McMurray. Welcome to the show for the first time. Good good to see you, Noah. Always great to be in Southern California. So in case you didn't know, we were having a surprise guest on this week. This was part of the KCI donor promotion we did a couple of weeks back on the show, where if you donated a certain amount of money, you'd be able to sit in on the show with Matt McMurray on the interview today. We're going to talk about a bunch of different topics, ranging from... Matt's current drive in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship to looking back at the first time Matt ever raced at the 24 Hours of Le Mans and a bunch of fan questions as well. So let's begin. So Matt, it's been a bit of a rough season for you so far. Daytona and Sebring both resulted in retirements. At Daytona, you had a mid-race mechanical failure with you driving in the car. And at Sebring, you had just gotten out of the car on your last stint and had just done the TV interview with Fox Sports when Tristan Vodier, your teammate, binned it into turn number 12, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a rough season. Talk about that f for a minute. Yeah, that, that, uh, the way that the end of Sebring went down with like me getting out, getting interviewed, and then like literally in the background of the interview, you can see Tristan crash. So that was just like a like a movie scene it was so like so weird um yeah it's been a rough season it, it's unlucky that we've um had a, had a mechanical in the first race uh and that we didn't get to finish the second race and that the damage was so bad that we had to miss a few races um however i've been doing a lot of testing uh in europe 
and that's been going great uh, over there with Algarve Pro Racing, who I raced with in the European Le Mans Series last year. Um, so that's been fun. Certainly, certainly. So you missed the last two rounds on the track, but in Long Beach, you technically didn't miss the race. You were still there as a spectator. What was that experience like not being in the car? It was fun. I haven't been to a race to just watch in a long time. Um, so it was kind of interesting just going there and being a fan for once. Um, it was a good race. It was really fun to watch, and we had great seats. Uh, me and Noah went there with a couple of our other friends, and uh, it was great. We had fun and uh, got to got to see a, a Cadillac bring home the win, so that was good. Yeah, and so... You also missed Mid-Ohio, but interestingly enough, you tested with Spirit of Daytona Racing at Watkins Glen, I believe it was the week before. So what was the biggest reason that the team still missed Mid-Ohio, even though the car had been ready the week before? Uh, you know, I think even though the the, the car was ready, um, we had decided that we were still just going to keep prepping the car, making sure everything was okay, um, get, some, get some simulator time in, and then come back fully ready for the what's like the Cadillac home race at Detroit. Certainly. So are, is the team ready? Yeah, we're ready for sure. Excellent. While you've been missing the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, you've been driving both here at UC Irvine with Anteater Racing and, as you were mentioning, in Europe with Algar Pro Racing. So first talk about Anteater Racing and what, what that project involves and how you became to be a driver for that team. Uh, well, I've known about the Formula SAE competition for a long time. Um, for those who don't know, it's a, a competition where teams of students from universities around the world will build, they, they design and build a small formula car from scratch, and at the end of the year, we all m meet and uh, compete and see who has the best car. Um, so I've known about that since I was, I think, in middle school. Um, and I knew I was going to do it when I came here, so I was got involved a little bit last year, and then this year was actually in the class for it here. And so, being a an, a competition that involves driving, even though it's really an engineering competition, if you have a better driver, you still get more points, you know, because <laughs> there's they're still uh, you know like on track events. Um, so, being on the team, I knew I was going to be a driver. Um, but the, the part that I was really more interested in was the engineering side of it. Um, I was the, uh, brakes sub team lead this year. So, uh, that basically meant I was designing the entire brake system for the car, um, uh, which was a, a really cool experience. Um, just, you, you learn so, so much when you're just, you're just thrown totally in the deep end. <laughs> like I've been racing for a long time and I know, I, I feel like I know a lot about brakes or I felt like I knew a lot about brakes, but then I like actually had to design them, and it's like it's a lot more than than you think about, and just like the little things that they don't you never learn in class um, are the, it, those are the, the really cool things. There's so much that you learn. Indeed, indeed. So what you're one of if only a few young drivers out there who are also committed full time to their education. What does that mean to you to have both an interest in it in engineering? and trying to go after an engineering degree while also trying to compete at the top level of sports car racing in North America? Well, uh, it's it's more work for sure. Um, it's, uh, I, I want to do both um, just because I, I've always been interested in engineering as well as racing. 
so uh, it, I I enjoy going to school and learning, even th even though it's more work. Um, it's I still enjoy learning all this stuff, and I enjoy like participating in Formula SAE. Um, how does that uh, the learning that you're doing in college? How does that translate at the track? It helps a lot with uh, talking to the team's engineers. Uh, every race team pretty much will have a race day engineer who's sort of responsible for making sure the car's running well and that the car, the driver likes how the, the car handles. Um, and the driver, or the, that, that person is an engineer, so it helps to be able to talk to them in their language. And uh, I get a lot of practice with that and also just learning how to, how to speak that language. That's excellent. So on to your driving in Europe. Why would you travel all the way to Europe for two weekends? I believe you did a, a weekend at Circuit Paul Ricard in Le Castellet, France, and circuit, uh, the Monza Circuit in Italy. Why would you travel all the way to Europe just for testing? Well, I mean, when you're, uh, when you're a race car driver, if, if someone wants you to drive their car, you're going to go wherever the car is, you know? Um, so I was going over there to help out with uh, Allgaard Pro's second car. Um, th this is their first year in a while with uh, two cars uh, in the in ELMS. And so the, the second car uh, is sort of like the the um, the customer car. And so it needs a little bit more help with uh, the setup and uh, with coaching the drivers. So I've, that's what I've been doing going over there. You're also scheduled to compete at, not compete, but test th for the team at Le Mans, at the Le Mans test day immediately after uh, competing for Spirit of Daytona here at, or in Detroit this weekend. Talk about getting more track time at one of the greatest circuits in the world. That's awesome. I'm really excited for it. Um, it's always special when you get to go to Le Mans, um, just because it's a, one, because it's an awesome track, and two, because it's just a, a special place. Um, I, I'm looking forward to, even though I only get a little bit of time there, and it's a, a lot of flying for a little bit of time, it's still going to be really fun um, just being on one of the best tracks in the world. And speaking of, that's kind of where your your name is, in that you have a world record at Le Mans for being the youngest driver to ever start and finish the 24 hours of Le Mans. Back in 2014, I wanted to take a look at, back at how that story developed. And actually, I want to pose the first question to Chris here. Chris helped a lot with that. How? What was your role in getting Matt from being pretty much a kid to being a, a world-class race car driver? Yeah, well, it really all started actually with Matt. Um, he had put together a, a class project. I think that, I think it was things you want to accomplish before you get out of high school. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, this and was in seventh grade. Yeah, and I was off on a business trip, and my wife sent me his PowerPoint and said, have you seen this? And I didn't, I had no idea what she was talking about. Anyway, one of the goals was to be the youngest driver at Le Mans. And so my role was, when I found out about that, the first job was to sit down with him and say, hey, you know, that's like you don't just show up one day and jump in a race car at Le Mans and just start doing it. It's a huge undertaking. Um, it will take numerous years to get prepared to do that. I think at the time you were in sixth grade, Seven. seventh grade. And um, so basically I asked Matt, I'm like, is this something you really want to do? Because this is big time. And he said, yeah, it is something I want to do. And 
we reviewed what the commitment would take, and basically it would mean that other than school and sleeping, um, he'd be in a race car for the next you know four or five years getting prepared, going through the junior classes. At that time, he was just doing go-karts, so he'd never raced a car. So we did uh, Formula Skip Barber, USF 2000, Prototype Lights, um, drove some testing in some LMPCs, eventually up to an LMP2. You, know, you sort of work towards more and more powerful cars. And it was all done very methodically. Um, we had hired a full-time coach who uh, did nothing but coach Matt and teach him everything he knew. That was Gerardo Bonilla, who did a great job. And, you know, to Matt's credit, he really did put a lot of, lot of personal things aside, you know, hanging out with friends and doing all the things that you do when you're a kid to commit to this goal. And then one day he did it. It was incredible. Talk about, you know, you talked about being thrown into the deep end um, in engineering, and this was being thrown into the deep end in racing. Indeed. Uh, June 2014, I believe you set the record at 16 years, 202 days. Yeah, exactly. So, Matt, how many different cars did you have to drive in order to get up to an LMP2 car? And, oh, and not, not only that, but to gain the trust of teams in LMP2 and the FIA to give you a <laughs> license for that. Oh, I'd have to count. Uh, there's, let's see, there's Cadillacs and Formula uh or a Star Mazda at Bondurant. There was the Skip Barber formula. There's USF 2000. There was uh, Prototype Lights, LMPC, and then LMP2. So that's six before P six different kinds of cars before P2. There might have been one that I missed, but uh, basically, I just as I was going up, I just had to show that I was even though I was you know I was super young. And I was jumping in bigger and bigger cars, showing that I was still capable of, uh, you know, driving uh, competently and safely. Um, it was actually uh, a bit. Of, we had a bit of trouble at one point, like right right before going to Le Mans, um, or the, in the months pre preceding Le Mans, trying to get my uh, like FIA International B license, and thankfully we we were able to get it but it was that, was that was a bit of a scary moment we were, we were almost there but uh almost didn't get that but it was uh it was a long journey and there's a lot of a lot a lot of practice um but I'm, I'm really glad i did it couple of funny stories from it um every time you know you're working through more and more cars with more and more horsepower eventually getting up to lmp2 and he and his coach gerardo and i used to stand there on the first day that we would put him into some new car and we would look at each other and go, is this really smart? Should we really be doing this? Should be, he be in a Corvette in sixth grade? You know, should we be putting him in an LMPC? You know, he's 14 years old, all these different things. And every single time the car would roll away and it would come back. And we'd, be, we'd think, well, I think he can do this. And uh, eventually we got to the point at the end where we we're like, you know what? We could throw him in a Formula One car, and he would be just fine. <laughs> wow, wow. So I want to move on to a couple of different fan questions that were submitted on social media, and then after that we're going to have a bit of a rapid-fire question segment for our last uh, seven or eight minutes here. So Josh TW at MoveOver16 on Twitter, asked, you missed two races this season because the car was wrecked by another driver. The car had to be rebuilt. So when that happens, do you get any of the season funding back that you had put up for that ride? Talk a bit also about like how that process works. 
Well, uh, I'm mostly just a driver. <laughs> I don't really handle with the uh, the commercial side of it too much. The team has a, a commercial director, and a he, you know he's the one who handles all the sponsorship and all that. Um, I just drive most of the time. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, the Rob Factor at S Saint Five Six Five on Twitter asked. Is there a classic race car, endurance or otherwise, that you would like to have the opportunity to, to drive? Uh, there's, oh, uh, there's, I always really like the, the McLaren uh, MP4-4. Um, that's just a really awesome car. Um, and just like watching the onboard videos, it just looks like insane and really fun. Um, there's also a car that... Uh, me and my dad drove once um, at a little test track in South Arizona. It was uh, one of his old uh, LMP1 cars. It was a Lola. What was the specific? The EX257. Okay, yeah. Four-cylinder right. turbo. And we we were driving it all day, but the turbos weren't working for whatever. For, I think it was some sort of electronic problem. But uh, there was one time where it kicked on, and like I hadn't felt it before. So when it kicked on, it was like... 150 more horsepower it's like, poof. <laughs> like yeah. it, was, it was nuts when it kicked on I, I wish we got to drive it the whole day when it had like the, the full horsepower with the turbos that'd be cool to drive again mm-hmm. Carol Cummings Patterson on Facebook asked what would be your dream team to drive for someday oh a dream team Cadillac man <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I, I'm pretty happy where I am right now uh, the Speed of Daytona is an awesome team. Um, the, that's a bunch of great guys. It's like a, a big family. Um, and Cadillac gives great support and a really awesome car. So I'm good where I am now. Follow up on that. But Spirit of Daytona Racing doesn't compete in the Le Mans 24. That is true. For the time being. Well, uh, maybe dpi will turn into p1 and then i'll get to go to lamont Cadillac. yeah we'll see we'll see that's up for debate big news topic in the world of sports car racing right now so that's it for the for that segment of fan questions chris i believe you had a rapid fire question yeah planned. so this is oh boy. this is parental revenge time <laughs> so matt this is how this is going to work i've got a bunch of questions listed here and I'm going to just rattle them off, and you have to answer them very quickly. I know in racing as a driver, you have great reaction speed. <laughs> so I'm counting on that to happen here, and the answers have to be short. Okay. All right, seven you minutes. Seven minutes, all right, and you get to say pass once, and we'll pass that question. Oh, here we go, <laughs> left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. Do you sing in the shower? No. Age when you first started driving anything? Four. It was actually two. Yeah, it was Power Wheels. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. All right, this one comes from your mother. How many times did you watch the movie Super Speedway as a kid? A million. Great movie, everybody. If you haven't seen it, look it up, Super Speedway. Most useful app on your phone? Uh, Messenger. Most people may not know, but you have uh, when you're driving and your helmet's on, you've got earplugs in that allows you to uh, hear what uh, the team would like you to hear. So the question is when you're driving... What type of information do you like to hear from the team? Uh, usually I like to hear what, uh, like the time to the car in front and the car behind. Least favorite vegetable? Uh, Brussels sprouts. Favorite racetrack? Uh, Le Mans. What you enjoy most about college? Uh, Formula SAE. 
Here's one from Mr. Sheehan, who was your <laughs> My, like, fifth grade fifth, teacher? Fifth grade science teacher. All right. When did you when did you know it was going to be an engineering degree? Oh, engineering. Uh, probably like end of middle school. Okay. So as your parent, I would have said when you were three, because all <laughs> you did was watch Bob the Builder. <laughs> uh, favorite holiday? Uh, Thanksgiving. Most overrated corner and why? The corkscrew, it's a slow, it's just a slow corner. It's not, it looks steeper than it is in a car. Man, I, I disagree, but we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? Once. Did you show the officer your racing license? No. I had a racing hat on and I took it off and put it in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Scariest section of track? Scariest section? Anywhere. Uh, Eau Rouge. Are you married? <laughs> no. Come on. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> do you remember what do you remember most about breaking the Lamont record? Um the the parade lap at the end when all the flaggers come out on the track. Which do you use most? TV, radio, websites, apps, or social media? Uh social media. Earliest racing memory? Um uh, the picture that I had framed of, like, one of my kid cart races. Hmm. <laughs> Favorite toy when you were a child? Favorite toy? Uh, the Nerf foam swords. This one's from, I believe it was Twitter, John Cruz. What moment stands out as when you were the most afraid, like, assuming when you were racing, and how did you pass through it, push through it? Most afraid when racing. You don't uh, get afraid? <laughs> that's a good thing you should go faster <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't think of one I pass uh, best book you ever read um, faster art of racing in the rain hmm. best racing advice you ever received um, slow in fast out two people in racing who make you laugh um, Tristan Vaudier and uh, um and uh, Almondinger. When uh, you think your brother Woodsy, what comes to mind? Um, pole vault. When you think your brother Colin, what comes to mind? Uh, weightlifting. <laughs> what keeps you up at night? FSE. <laughs> 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 yeah. Dumbest thing you ever purchased? <laughs> uh, oh, I already used my pass. Um, We'll come back to it. All Favorite right. restaurant you've ever eaten at during a racing trip? During a racing trip? Oh, I probably don't even know the name of it. Chili's? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, there was a really good place that we ate at, at Monza last year with our videographer, Virginie. I have no idea what it's called. Racetrack with the best food? Ooh. Uh, best track food or best food around? Track food. Mmm... Probably uh, Road America. Oh, yeah. Bratwurst, <laughs> corn, hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, what magazines, newsletters, or podcasts do you subscribe to? Uh, podcasts, Idle Thumbs, uh, and the Orbital Mechanics uh, magazines, Wired, and Make. Sport you would like to play or that you like playing other than racing? Basketball. Favorite class this semester? 
this semester, Math 2E, uh, Multivariable Integral Calculus. Whew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's unique. Uh, most uh, class you're most looking forward to next semester? Oh, next semester? I Quarter, technically. Formula as a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Team with the best snack drawer. Oh, with the best... Uh, Park Place had a pretty good one in Monterey. Park Place does have a good one. And what was in it that yeah. you liked? Uh, they had everything. They had, they just had a huge selection all the time. Best road in Orange County. <laughs> Best road in Orange County. Uh. <laughs> I know which road wasn't the best road because this is a quick story. Um, I was getting these toll road tickets at home, and oh. I thought, oh, these <laughs> must just be from, you know, when we're traveling around racing or whatever, and I kept paying them. And then one day I actually looked closely at the tickets, and they were all from Irvine. And apparently it was Matt going through toll road things. <laughs> anyway, he so pays for those now. 73. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever caught yourself daydreaming in a race car or while you're racing? And if so, what were you thinking about? Yes. Uh, multiple different things. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen from the cockpit? Uh, in uh, NOLA, once testing in uh, Michael Shanks P2, I almost hit a turtle. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right. White flag, Chris. All right. So uh, the last and final and very most important question, who is your favorite talk show host? Oh, of course. It is Noah Stein of Speedway Sounds. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. And that wraps it up for the rapid fire question segment. Thank you so much, Chris, for putting those together. This was really fun. And Matt, thanks so much for being here. Let's go through the last few parts of the show. That's it for this week on Speedway Sounds. Thanks again to Matt McMurray and Chris McMurray for joining me on the show today. And a special thanks to Chris for his contribution to KUCI. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Speedway Sounds, all one word. Always wear your helmet and never ever drive distracted or under the influence. And please always wear your seatbelt. I'm your host, Noah Stein, and you're listening to Speedway Sounds on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Have an awesome day. Matt, best of luck in Detroit. Thank you.